This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city. Summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it. Summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and joining me today is Giannis Janais. In this episode, we're going to be looking back at the disappointing 3-1 loss for Fulham against Birmingham City at St. Andrews. We have a good amount to talk about in a little bit of a shortened show, but before I do anything else, I have to welcome Giannis back to the show. Giannis, how are you doing? I'm good. I think I'm public enemy number one, or maybe public enema number one. We will never know, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the morning after the night before. We're all, you know... Lots of uh, emotion after the game, but um, time to look forward now. It is time to look forward, and uh, we will be doing that this week. But we do have to look backward. We have to talk about this match, my friend. And uh, you and I both were extremely disappointed, along with all the fans around the world, how it all ended. But let's um, just get your opening thoughts on uh, this unfortunate Three to one loss. I'll just say this to start off because we're going to go through this. I definitely want your entire view. I think this has a lot to do with how Birmingham City played. I've said this. We need to give them a good amount of credit for how they played in this match. They needed it. They took it and they got all three points. They deserved the victory. We can criticize Fulham and, and certainly there are reasons to criticize them. But for me, it all begins with how Birmingham City played. And I want to give them credit, my friend. Yeah, they fully deserve it. They were the better team on the day. I mean, we've we've been on an incredible run, twenty three games, and uh, we've played we've played very very well. We've had a little bit of luck on the way, and um, it ran out a little bit for us on on, um, on Saturday. They were they were first to the ball early. Um, they, they set up the, the shape very nicely. They narrowed the field as much as they could. There was some comment about the, the field being fairly dry, but you can't offer that as an excuse. I mean, Slava said it in the post match. We 
we were second best. We weren't good enough. They were very good on the day. Give them credit. It just goes to show. On any given day, any dog can have their day. And uh, absolutely agree with you. Fully, fully deserve the credit that they get. And congratulations to Cardiff um, and getting promoted. We have the opportunity to make it through again through playoffs. I feel confident we'll do it. Um, it was a tough loss, but um, all credit to Birmingham. They were very good in the day. Absolutely. And, and I want to give a shout out to the uh, Foam Focus podcast because I was listening to it this morning. They mentioned they gave credit to Birmingham City. So kudos to them. They also mentioned talking about the dry pitch. And we're going to talk about that just a little bit, Giannis. And I don't want to use it as an excuse because it's not an excuse. It totally is not. You have to play the way the game is being played. If they have this pitch that's dry, you have to be prepared for it. And one of the things that they were talking about on Foam Focus that was interesting is that they had to go out before the match and, and, and go out on the pitch. So they had to have known how the pitch was. And it took them a long time to adjust. Listen, that's not the reason why they lost this match. But if those are the conditions, my friend, you need to be ready for them. And I'm looking at it this way. If we're going to talk about the dry pitch, it's a factor. They're home. They can set it up whatever way they want to their advantage. Fulham need to adjust to it. And in my mind, I don't know if they were fully prepared for this dry pitch. I know it was like that in Millwall, but I'm going to criticize Fulham because you should have been prepared for this. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think we looked a little bit befuddled. And, uh, you know, the, the things that, that weren't a secret, we knew it was going to be a full house. It was. The Birmingham fans were excellent. We took an, an amazing turn up out. Our fans were ravenous. They were brilliant. And um, Birmingham gave us a little bit of trouble early in the season. And if you think that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they lost 3-1 at the Ha-Ha's and they really didn't see any um, indication of what was going to come on, on uh, Sunday, but you knew this was a sort of do or die because Burton were playing well and Bolton had a chance of escaping the drop and anything, if anything had gone wrong, Birmingham were done for. So credit to them. Um, you know, we obviously didn't do our homework with the field, but, you know, there's been a lot of anger in the last 48 hours about players' lack of effort. Um, just some absolute. I'm not, not buying that at all, by the not way. Not at all. I mean, I just I, I, I said to you on Facebook, I blocked a number of people um, because, like, shut up, shut up, and support the lads. They, you know, we we had Target obviously was ill. Um, we um, we had we had we had issues adjusting to the way that they played. But you know what? Um, I was said that the fan, um, players were vilified after the game as they were going into the changing room. Um, some of the, you know, some of the just absolute horse, horse shit that was coming out of people's mouths. And, you know, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. You know, many, many years support this team and we've been in them just the absolute dregs. And um, I like to be open-minded about it. I, I really didn't think Birmingham were going to play as well as they did, but they did. And it's not like, you know, I laugh when the ha-ha and the Brentford fans come out and, and say, call us chokers. Well, they're on the golf course today. Um, our players are going to be getting ready for the, you know, preparing and looking towards the walkthrough for the the game on Friday. So we still, you know, there are 15 teams in this division that are going to be on the golf course today. You've got right. three relegated teams who, or actually, it's actually 18, actually 20 to be honest. You think three relegated, two promoted, right? And the four other, there's four of us that are going to be actually doing something out of a division of 24. So it's just something for all the fans that moan about. We're not, you know. Oh, look at us, look what we've done. We choked. Well, all those teams, would you rather be a Sheffield Wednesday supporter or a Norwich supporter or a Millwall supporter? No. So it was, it's disappointing. Sure. The true fans, you know, the true fans have been through it all before. 
and they'll stick through steam and thick and thin. It's not that they're not upset, but they'll wait 24 hours before they they start yapping their gob off. And um, unfortunately, we've got fans that come out with the most ridiculous snot, and it's 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 embarrassing actually. Um, we 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 are a small club, and the players need to, and, and no player wants to lose a game. I'm sure they were very upset after the game. So, but it's one of those things, Russ. You know, life has its ways of. You know, go. We haven't been at we haven't been to Wembley in 43 years. What a wonderful time it would be if we could go back to Wembley in the playoff final and go and win it. It sure would, Giannis. And uh, I want to go back and comment on the word choke. And others have said blew it, and uh, yeah. I disagree with that. You can have that opinion. I understand why you're saying it, but the players went out there to win that match. They wanted to win it. Trust me, they wanted to win it. No one wants to end a season like that. And for me, this had so much to do with Birmingham City. It's cause and effect. They affected how Fulham play because of how they play. That's the way I look at it. We have to give them credit. I know it's difficult to say that the other team just beat you. They got beat. Repeat after me. They got beat. It's fine to say after an unbeaten streak of 23 and you get beat, so be it. You got beat on that day. They were the better team just on that day. They came to play, and uh, they deserve all three points. Fulham did not choke it. That's my opinion. I'm going to stand by it. I will stand by it continually. People have challenged me on it. I said that they didn't blow it, and I'm telling you, they went to win that game. The players gave it everything that they could. They were just beaten by the better team on that day. It happens. And and that's the way I'm looking at it, my friend. You know, And and again, I've seen all of this. I've seen all of the talk about it. I understand it. I respect it because you're upset after the match. I was upset after the match. But I'm here to tell you I've uh, went through some horrific losses, and it's easy to say we blew it. It's easy to say my team blew it. And then you forget that you're not giving credit to the other team who put in the effort to make you look like that. And that's the way I'm looking at it. And I want to give full-on credit to Birmingham City. They deserved all three points. That's the way I'm looking at it. Let's not go through it, my friend. Let's, first of all, let's start from the beginning. Let's talk about the starting 11 and the 18. Your thoughts, real quick. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, the only question mark with the the, the 11 was going to be uh, Matt Target. I mean, he, yep. he, he's past fit, but apparently he was ill. People have been yapping on about Lucas Piazza and like he scored some critical goals. You know, uh, would they have been complaining about him if we, had we won? No. Um, and it's, it's typical of a number of fans we've got is that things go wrong and you start looking at scapegoats. Yep. And you pick the scapegoat. And we always seem to have one punching bag. I don't think Piazza's done anything wrong, to be honest. I, I, I mean, it's the same people. I've talked about this before. You know, you look at, back at the Brian Reeses and the Dimitar Berbatovs. These are, these are quality, quality players who sometimes, um, you know, they do things on, you know, they do things that are a little bit different from other players. Piazza's a classy player. And um, he was getting the, the brunt of the, the, the nonsense on Sunday, which is just, it's, it's, it's absolutely lamentable. You know, I don't have any desire to talk to people who have, who have the, the common sense of a peanut. And, um, you know, look for the fact that we've gone a half season unbeaten, which is a ridiculous run. And now you're going to crap over anything and everything. Piazon was the right, was the right uh, move. Um, I'm not sure whether that's going to be the case on Friday night. Um, right. But... Uh, in terms of lineup, I had absolutely no complaints. Neither did I, Giannis. Uh, I was looking at it, and uh, if there's one place you can look at, like you've already talked about it, was Piazon. And uh, 
I understand why he went with him, and uh, you know, so be it. I, I was not worried too much about Piazon in this match, and we'll go through uh, everyone's performance in a little bit. And uh, the one big question was going to be Target, and Target was not at his best, but there are reasons for it. I'm glad that he played, but you know, again, when you look at it, he he wasn't at his best. But I don't disagree with the decision to start your best player at that position. So I'm with Slavisa on it. If uh, he wanted to play and, and they thought he was fit to play, he should play. So that's the way I look at it, my friend. All right, let's get into this. And we are going to start with talking about Lucas Pazon because in the fourth minute he had a, a really good opportunity to score. But it, it was a tough opportunity, but he had a chance, a nice delivery from target. Let's stop here. Let's just talk about this opportunity because I've heard a lot of talk about this. Even the announcer on the broadcast you and I were watching said, man, if he scored here, the match would have been different. I want to get your thoughts on this opportunity and the comments from the announcer during the match. Well, I mean, you, you know, sometimes it's all about the timing. I mean, he, he's, he'd probably like to have that again. But it's, the thing about our lads is that when we create chances, there's usually another one around the corner. So it's an early chance. You know, you're, you're getting into the, the, the thick of things. And um, Piazon's directed it, you know, just wider net. And that's fine. And, um, you know, it's ifs and ands and buts. We know what it's like in sport. Um, it's not the goals you score off and it's the timing of them, but you know, it's, um, it's fine. I mean, he, 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 you know, you're not, listen, if I had a dollar for every time for, uh, Floyd Aite screwed things up, we, 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 you and I might be very rich men. Um, he's, he's created a lot of chances himself and it's a miss he'd like to have back for sure. But, um, sure. you know, it was nil nil at that time. So, I mean, we still had time to settle into the game. We did Giannis and I thought form started fairly well. And I was encouraged by that. Even the missed opportunity from uh, Lucas Piazon made me think, like you said, that there would be more opportunities to come. This is just the first of them. They're going to come. Uh, but again, to uh, Birmingham City's credit, I always felt that they were dangerous whenever they had the ball. I did. I felt that they were dangerous. Their goal comes in the 15th minute. And let's talk about the goal. Your thoughts. Um, well, I, I, with that first 10, 12 minutes, I had a feeling that uh, – um, we, were, we were going to have a problem um, because they um, they came they, they were very very narrow on us uh, now to start um, and they were causing us problems. I mean the, the, the goal itself. Um, Harding's a good player and um, you know it's it, um, I often say that if you're going to cross often crossing from the flanks you want to make sure that the, 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 the balls are really fizzed into the box because that can cause more damage. And he's fizzed it into the box, and, and Yukovic has got on the end of it. And, yep. You know, it's a good, it's a good goal, and it's it's um, it's come. It's not a shot from the blue, but it's sort of um, you know, it's, it sort of stunned us into action. But but to be again to give them a lot of credit, it really sort of up their momentum and, and, and their tempo, and they kept they kept coming at us. They did, Giannis, and uh, but that was, you know, again a a good opportunity for them. They capitalized it, so they take the lead. And uh, But what's interesting is, you know, shortly after that, in the 18th minute, you have the free kick by Mitrovic that goes over. So Fulham were obviously still trying to get the equalizer. And then you have Jukovic again. Nice save by Marcus Bettinelli in the 21st minute on him. Then in the 25th minute, you have a shot by Tom Kearney that goes wide. And then you have in the 36th minute a Johansson shot that's saved as well. Uh, but now we have to go to the 43rd minute the goal that makes it 2-0, Giannis, by Harley Dean. Let's talk about this. This looks like uh, really poor defending on Foam's part here. 
Yeah, we, we, we fell asleep there. I mean, I always thought we'd been a little, we could be a little bit prone in terms of defending set pieces. The corners come in and we've just we've done a botch job, really. And to, to be the credit to Joe, it's a nice one. And Harley Dean has, has, has knocked it in. And, um, you know, it's, I think it wasn't so much the goal, it's the time of the goal. It's just before half time. And then you know that um, if we go a goal down, um, Slav is going to, you know, work on a couple of things to adjust. But two goals down, we're behind the eight ball there. We know, we know that. And so um, it was a disappointing goal because we've had very few, in this 23-game run, we've had very few defensive breakdowns. I know one of the things that's been clamoring on since Sunday as well, Adoy has been another scapegoat. Um, bring Callas back in. And I disagree with that. You know, one swallow doesn't make a summer. Um, you don't need to tell Dennis Adoy he's, he didn't have the greatest game of his life. You don't need to tell Tom Kenny he didn't have the greatest game of his life, or Matt Target, you know, or Ryan Fredericks. You don't need to tell these players. These players are professionals for a reason. And they've been on this 23-game run, and it, and it means a lot to them, and they know how much they're loved by the fans. So they would take this on the chin as much as fans do. Um, I know that might sound hard to believe, but everybody wants to play at the top division. Okay, well, anyone says, if you've got that opportunity, you want to grab it with two hands. So going two goals down before half-time was a, was a kick in the teeth. But then it was at the chance, the second half, maybe a couple of substitutions, a couple of adjustments. We get a goal back, and they start getting nervous. Right. Yeah. And what's interesting, Giannis, is that going down 2-0, Fulham actually had a wonderful opportunity to make it 2-1. Tom Kenny shots saved by, unfortunately, former Fulham goalkeeper, David Stockdale came up big here. That would have been huge if Fulham scored there, but Stockdale came up with a save, and Fulham go into the half down 2-0. And to start the second half, Savisa Jokanovic makes a change, Giannis. He brings on Abubakar Kamara, takes off Matt Target. Let's talk about the change, your thoughts on this change. Obviously, he has done it before, so what did yep. you make of the change? It's an, ag- it's, it's an, aggressive, um, it's an aggressive tactic. Um, he's figured he's got to throw some some, uh, some more power at them. I didn't have a problem with it. Obviously, we know Target was off off, off Target uh, on Sunday, and the back four was there to be had. It, 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 it's often the way you come up. Also, you come up against former players, and they decide to have very good games. You know, I know that David Stockdale got a lot of um, stick on on social media about you know um, some of the things he said, but he was he was getting uh, he, he was. It's not like our fans in the back of his net were being guiltless. And if you look back at the career of David Stockdale, you know one could argue that he wasn't exactly treated well by the club. You know he was a he was a he was a keeper who, you know, many felt, including myself, he was a number one keeper. And then we let him go to Brighton, and then he went, went and won promotion with them. So he clearly, was good enough. Um, so um, you know, so he's one of those guys. And you have those you have those perfect storm days as well, where everything goes right, everything goes wrong. Right. Um, and and if you really, you look down the number of chances. We did have enough chances. We we, we created enough. It's just that um, we had defensive lapses, which in our 23 game uh, unbeaten unbeaten run have not happened. And if we're going to have that lapse in any game, let it have been that game, as as, as terrible as it is. You know, I, I I sort of I was thinking about this last night. Would you rather that this had happened? a meltdown against another team so that we weren't in the position on Sunday to win it, to go up, or would you not? Well, I'd, I'd take this one any day because we worked for the right to be where we were. Right. You know, and let's face it, we didn't lose second place. It was there. It was, our, it was, you know, it was never ours to lose. Um, we, it was, it was an opportunity for us to win and we didn't, but that's, that's fine. And 
it's not like our season is over. You know, we've, we've got the playoffs, and Slava, I think, is an excellent motivator, and he'll get them right. And Swither back from staff are going to do a very good job. And, and I know that um, the disappointment, you know, Monday morning they'll come in, and, you know, you'll have said a few words. Let's get to the, the video room. Let's look at some stuff, have a nice light training session, have a little bit of fun. And then before you know it, today when they went back, I'm sure everything was, you know, fine. It's, it's done. You can't change what's happened. That's the, you re that's the, you really have to have, you know, you really have to have that, that thick, thick skin and, and, and be resilient. And I, I have confidence in the lads that they're going to be, and they're going to be ready for Derby. Okay. And I feel the exact same way, Giannis. I've seen some commentary that, that this is a, an indication of how things are going to go on social media. I completely disagree. I can see this as a turning point to the other way and learn from your mistakes and be ready for Derby County and be the team that went on this uh, 23 unbeaten streak. Sometimes you lose. It's how you rebound from that when you really find out about a team. And we're going to find out a lot about Fulham against Derby County. I, I really believe that. All right, Giannis, let's now, let's now transition to the second half. And uh, Fulham obviously had the majority of the possession trying to get those two goals, and uh, they had a shot by Tom Kearney in the 65th minute. Yep. Uh, but they were you know, really not creating too much Giannis, but in the 84th minute, we do get that goal by Kearney. Talk about the goal, which made it 2-1. to one. Well, IH is always going to be a little bit of a, I think, a better creator than he is a, he's a goal scorer. It was a nice goal, actually. Um, and I'm sure Kearney will feel very pleased that he got it. Was a, you know, that, it's a nice little cross from IH. He's been aggressive wide. I, didn't re I really thought we, we didn't, um, I don't think we exposed as much as possible as we maybe could have done wide. And you know, I thought I thought um, Cyrus Christie did a good job when he came on. Yeah. But it's a nice ball in. Kenny's not at home, and you've always got the chance. Um, so we had. Um, we, we it's not to say we didn't have chances. Russ, I, I'll, I'll you know I'll remind Fulham fans. You know, Premier League away to Southampton, two nothing at at uh, St Mary's, not one shot on yeah. net. You know, so if you lose a game and you you're creating lots of chances, you can't complain because creating lots of chances. It's not always going to happen. Um, I really thought then at that point we had a chance to get the draw, but we need, still needed two goals. I mean, you know, we I were know. up against it. Uh, unless Reading went and did the dirty and they didn't. Um, but um, it was a nice goal, and um, I thought then that we, we, we perhaps had a shot, but um, Adams nailed it. Although there might be uh, there might be um, there might be a question mark about Adams' goal, um, where I know a lot of fans were upset, and, and having looked through the replays, I, I, there might be a cause, a cause or a question mark against uh, a Doyle's defending. Okay, well, let's get back to that. We're going to get to that in one second, my friend. I look forward to getting your take on that. Um, I forgot to mention this, that uh, you've already talked about Aite coming on. He came on the 64th minute for Lucas Piazon. You also mentioned Cyrus Christie. He comes on for Ryan Fredericks in the 72nd minute. All right. So here we are. It's it's two to one. Fulham get the goal. Giannis, they had a wonderful opportunity in the 86 minutes set up by Cyrus Christie to Alexander Mitrovic. He normally nails this, but I have to give credit to Stockdale on this. This is a good save. Excellent save. Excellent save. And he was a, he would have been up for this. And but let's not forget. Right? It's um it was a massive game for them. You know there was a chance they were going to go down to League One, and you don't want to go down to League One because the the chasm between. Um, the championship in League One, I think, is absolutely massive. And it's not that it's a bad league, it's just that, you know, Blackburn, Blackburn and Wigan got relegated last year. 
and uh, they walked the division this year. They've made it look rather daft. Um, so this was going to be, um, it, it's all about the timely saves and he's, he, he, you know, Mitro we want to have that back, but things happen for a reason. I'm sure he's going to be as frustrated as anyone else. And, um, you know, I think in a way it's a good thing that our, the first leg um, against Derby is, is away from home. I think it's, you know, I think it's probably a, a road game is probably going to be good, maybe take a little bit of the pressure off um, and so that they don't have to put up with any of the silly abuse that some of these fans decided to give after Sunday, which just still it still baffles the bollocks out of me. I just, um, it's, um, it just, it just, just I, mean, I use the word, you know, the vitriol was pathetic. I stand by it. I wasn't calling the fans pathetic. I was calling the vitriol. If that is how you deal with life, um, when you have adversity or things go wrong, that you react like you're going to jump off cliffs, then go and support another team. We've got we've got an interesting history, of course. And, right. But but the thing about our history, Russ, is that we we don't expect, you know, because we're not we're not perennial winners every year. We're not going to win Champions League and and, and Premier Leagues and stuff like that. We're just you know we're part of the big equation, but we're not part of the equation that wins things. So. You know what? We had chances. We we didn't put them away. And, uh, to be fair, uh, Birmingham held firm, and then um, they killed it later on. They did, Giannis. And uh, let's now go right to there. The goal by Jay Adams. You, you had some commentary on it. Here's your chance to talk about the goal, which made it three to one. Um, I think Dennis Adoy has been outstanding. I mean, he's he's, he's um we forget his you know incredible job after Callas got sent off at Reading early in the season and filling in and then he became one of the, the, the first choice centre backs but well, I looked at the replay of him tracking back and it was almost like he stopped and I'm not sure why uh, I don't know if it was fatigue it just, it just frankly looked like he stopped it was almost like he, he knew that he, to give up the ghost if only because it, it was over that was a little disappointing but I'm, I, I'm not even going to make that a direct criticism of Adoy because he's been excellent You know, players are allowed an off day um, every day at work, things go wrong. There's no, nobody will ever go to a job and everything's perfect every day. It just it happens. Right. I mean, and people that say otherwise are, are fools. Um, so it's about decision making. And I've never questioned the heart of these lads. And I'm not going to the 23 game um, run tells a story. You get these these village idiots, the Brentford and QPR fans online, you know, trying to taunt us. Well, you're on the golf course, so shut up. You know, you can shut up. Um, I'm sure there's a few of our fans that should maybe go over there for, you know, the way they conduct themselves is the way they do. But, you know, that apart, Birmingham 3-1, did it flatter them? Maybe. But they deserve the win. I don't think we can have any complaints about it. Nope. Gary Monk's done a good job with, with that team um, and um, and good for them. And um, I'm sure that Birmingham would love nothing better than to for us to get to a playoff final and knock Villa over. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> I sure believe so. Yeah, if, if it was Villa and us, uh, the Birmingham fans would come on on match. Oh sure, um, uh, to want us to win. And uh, Birmingham are a good little club, and um, for many many years they've lived in the shadow of Villa. And uh, so this was a little bit of glory, and yeah. uh, they deserved it. And we just we brush it off the dust, and we clean up, and we and we move on. Absolutely, and uh, I'm glad that you gave credit to Gary Monk. He set his team up very well to play against Fulham. They had a plan, they executed, and they got all three points. Well done to them. Unfortunately, like I said, it was at our expense, but they deserve the victory. That's the way I look at it, and I'm not going to change yep. my mind on that. All right, Giannis, real quick, let's look at the full-time stats. 
and see what they tell us. Let's start with possession. 73% to 27% in favor of Fulham. That's no surprise. We figured that. Total shots, 13 to 11 in favor of Fulham. On target, though, 7 to 5 in favor of Birmingham City. Corners, 4 to 3 in favor of Fulham. Crosses in favor of Birmingham City, 18 to 13. Tackles, 20 to 13 in favor of Birmingham City. Attempted passes, 601 to 218 in favor of Fulham. Attacking passes, 271 to 97. In favor of Fulham. Passing accuracy, 84% to 61% in favor of Fulham. Aerial duels, 25 to 21 in favor of Fulham. And fouls, 14 to 8 in favor of Birmingham City. All right, my friend, quickly, what do the full-time stats tell you? Well, there's been, I mean, a lot of dominance in terms of possession and, and, and um, percentage of accurate passes and what have you. But, you know, they... Um, if we didn't know the score, we'd say, oh, we've had a pretty good game there. We've, you know, we've dominated a lot of possession. We've created a lot of chances. But at the end of the day, we've, we've only scored one and they've scored three. And I think the concern would be, wouldn't be the fact that we only scored one. It's the fact that they've scored three. Right. So I'm sure that uh, Slava will, look, will be pleased with the possession that we got. He'll be pleased with the fact that we created chances. Um, but he won't, be, he won't be pleased with defensive lapses. And uh, he'll want to tighten that up. And... Fans, you know, fans that may say, "Well, we've cooked our goose." And no, 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 no. You just, you know, it's uh, so much of this game at this stage of the season is mental. And uh, Slower's been through this before. He knows what it takes, and um, he's not. He's going to be the last one, I think, to lose his rag on this one. He's going to say, "Okay, what is done is done. We cannot reverse it. We must look forward and let's get a good result at Pride Park and um, get ready to come back to the cottage where you know that our fans are going to be rabid and we have the chance of taking them." back to Wembley for the first time since 75. So Absolutely, um, yes. I expect him to be calm and, and what have you. And uh, In a position like this, I'd have him over, uh, over Neil Warnock a million times. Um, just, you know, um, I laugh at the Cardiff fans because Warnock could be gone by Christmas. Um, and he's, uh, <laughs> I agree I, I, with you. I, I think he's, I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's done a very good job um, with Cardiff. I'm not going to take that away, but his, his performance um, against Wolves, um, when the spirit of Santa's trying to shake us out, I'll never forget that. Yeah, just appalling, just appalling. And if, if there's a man, if there's a manager, if there's a um, fan, you are gonna you glorify that and you endorse that. That moment told me everything I needed to know about Neil Warnock. Right. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want him. Uh, I wouldn't want him. And we're close to our club, and you know, I think we've had some fantastic managers. I was reminded. Um, um, I was looking at a Facebook thing yesterday and looking at one manager we had. Um, back in the 80s, Malcolm McDonald. And Malcolm McDonald did a fantastic job with us, but he was a wonderful, wonderful striker um, for Newcastle United and, and, and Arsenal and England. Once scored five goals in a game for England and then Cyprus, um, super player. And he was one of the best managers I think we've had in the last 50, 60 years. Young manager as well. And, you know, he did things the right way. And um, Neil Warnock, you know, his pedigree in terms of the results, I can't, I can't question but his okay. deportment's a disgrace. Um, yes. and if that's what you, you're comfortable with, then so be it. It's not something that I endorse. I'm there with you, Giannis. I, I think when uh, Cardiff City struggle, he'll be gone. And, and I expect them to struggle in the Premier League. There's no question about that. Yeah, for sure. In my mind, I, I think they're going to struggle right off the bat. He'll be gone. All right, my friend, let's quickly, and I mean quickly, go through the player ratings from London from uh, Ryan O'Donovan. We'll just do this very quickly, just Let's start with Marcus Bettinelli. He gives him a six. Agree or disagree? Agree. Agree Okay. 
Okay, very good. Let's now look at the defense. We'll do the defense all together. Fredericks, he gives a five. Reem, a six. Adoy, a five. And Target, a five. Agree or disagree agree with four. us? Yeah, agree on all four. It, just, it wasn't their day. It wasn't their day. But you know what? You can have off days. And Birmingham played well as well, and they put us under pressure. Okay, very good there, my friend. This is an interesting one for the midfield three. All three of them get a five. Do you agree with that? Uh, I, I, I still give K, I still give K Mac a six. I mean, that's, I mean, it's not nowhere near his high standards. Kenny, Kenny didn't have a very good game, nor did Steph Joe. But um, it was a bit, it was a big occasion, and, and maybe we use that kind of occasion as a dress rehearsal, you know. And um, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But they didn't have their greatest game, though. Okay, very good there. Yeah, it's all right. Let's now talk about Ryan Sessignon and Lucas Piazon. Ryan O'Devin gives Sessignon a five and gives Piazon a four. Agree or disagree? Um, I'll probably give, I mean, if you're going to give a lot, a lot of the other players a five, I'll give Piazon a, a five. He's missed that early chance. I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he's that. I mean, because that would be intimating he was the worst player on the, for us, and I don't, I don't necessarily think he was. Um, Sessignon's looked tired for a few weeks I've said that um, I'm wondering if maybe the opportunity is there for Slava on Friday depending on what Target's going to do is whether to put Sess back at left left back um, that's a possibility Right. but you know the ratings you've gone there you know Ryan hasn't even mentioned anybody that got seven in the starting lineup, and no. uh, I don't really in many ways sum that it was just that kind of day yeah it does and uh, I'm not going to disagree with his ratings here, I think they're pretty accurate. Let's talk about Alexander Mitrovic. Now, he gives Mitrovic a five, Giannis. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. He had an off day, and he was getting more frustrated because of the service he was getting, and he missed a couple of chances. And He needs to score. He needs to be part of the action. He's a confidence player. And uh, But in games like this, you can't drop, you can't drop your guard. You can't, um, you, know, you can't lose your call. And um, he was clearly a frustrated figure all, all day long. So, yeah, five's accurate. Okay. Let's now look at the subs. Kamara gets a six from Ryan. Aite gets a four, and Christie gets a five. I really want to get your thoughts on Abubakar Kamara. You've been calling for him to be playing more. Well, he got his chance, and uh, I was concerned, Giannis. I want to know how concerned you were that he was going to get two yellows and, and, and be sent off, but he had an impact. Your thoughts on the ratings and also on uh, Abubakar Kamara's performance? I think I'd give um, probably Boo Boo get a six for me. Um, Christy a six. Um, and um, I eat a five or, you know, I eat to create the goal. I like Boo Boo. I like Boo Boo's spirit. And I think this is going to be one of the question marks in terms of Friday. Does he start Boo Boo there and then um, take it from there? I don't think that's a bad idea, to be honest. Um, well, I asked you that before this match. Uh, yeah, I, I would have not. I would have my my thing about um, the game against Birmingham is if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Um, okay. Go with the eleven regardless. Just you know, don't don't try and mess with the lineup. Just but I, I think he's made a strong argument to to uh, to give Slavica something to think about. I think so. I think so too. And um, it's going to be is 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 this is Piazon going to be the full guy? Is that right? Choice is made. Um, I, I, you know, I actually hope not. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not going to. I don't want to. I'm not really going to be a fan of the, the scapegoating. Piazza may not start Friday, but I don't think it's because. Um, I think that, you know, the, he's going to look at this type of game. It's going to be up there and say, well, 
we went to, to, to St Andrews, was Piaz unable to live up to that sort of pressure? Meaning, well, he was in and out a little bit, whereas Boo Boo made a, an impact when he came on. But now it's going to be different when you're starting. But he could at least he could at least um, uh, he could at least wear them down and ask questions of them early. So, um, I has he done enough? He's probably done enough. I'm not sure I'd start him on Friday. I still like his impact as a sub, but but I think he, he may well have done enough to, to, to get a starting line at the start uh, Friday night. Well, let me ask you this. I like what he brought, but I, as I mentioned, I was scared that he was going to get sent off at some point. His temperament and knowing the league, does that concern you? Because it concerns me a little bit, Giannis. I, I think he needs more experience to understand what he can do and what he can't do, especially with his physicality. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And I think that's only going to come with experience. I mean, he's still a baby. And um, going to, this is where really the coaching staff and, and really, um, and I wouldn't put Kenny in this, but someone like K-Mac, you know, grab him by the throat and say, oi, shape up or else. Just, and that's something that can be policed. It doesn't even have to be policed by the head coach. It can be done by the players. But, right. you know, we don't need to have a, we don't need Joey Barnes on our, on our team. You know, we need players who are physical and aggressive, but will make a difference. Um, we want, we want, players to react to what we're doing and get upset by what we're doing but not us get upset by what they're doing so um, you know it's it, it, a bit of a concern but again Friday's going to be another game and um, he's a confidence player I mean, he's the kind of guy that could pop up and score a goal out of nothing and if he does watch out I agree Yanis alright very good show a shortened show but I'm glad that we uh, actually waited a little bit of time we had some scheduling conflicts but we got this done thank Hello. you so much for joining me Yanis an absolute pleasure, to, and um, pre-game show, when, when's that, Thursday maybe? Right. Thursday, my friend, if you're up for it, we will I make am, arrangements. I will absolutely be up for it. <laughs> I figured that. All right, well, I look forward to speaking with you then. But it is time to wrap up this show of Cottage Talk. For Giannis Janais, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.